1: This is Two Guys, Five Movies, one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelican. You're listening to The Quick Cage tonight, and Frank,
0: what is the Cage movie that you're going to discuss tonight? Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about a previously unknown movie to me that I just happened to find by searching Nick Cage on, uh, maybe this was Netflix, I think. It is. Um, it is.
1: It is, and that's desperate, just so you know, but go ahead. It's what? It's desperate to like be searching for Nick Cage because <laughs> So okay, so back because there's, to- there's
0: movies you don't want to watch or don't want to talk about so. So I had the USS Indianapolis Men of Honor, or whatever the fuck that movie's called. That was what we were gonna talk about this week. I was gonna watch that movie. And I had it queued up and I hit play. and when I hit play, the little bar popped up that shows you the length of the movie. And that motherfucker was two hours and 10 minutes, and I immediately had stopped and said no. Like, this is not happening tonight. I am not devoting two hours and 10 minutes of my life to Nicolas Cage. So then I just searched Nicolas Cage, and this movie popped up, and it was only 90 minutes. So I figured, you know, I'll take the friggin' whatever, like, extra time and devote it to doing something I actually care about. Um, which is not watching shitty Nick Cage movies. Although I really do care about watching shitty Nick Cage movies, but they're so depressing. Um, I didn't know anything about this movie. So 2015, um, I guess you could call it a political thriller, but it's not really thrilling. It's more of like a political character study, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Alongside Cage is uh, Connie Nielsen, Peter Fonda, Sarah Paulson, and Wendell Pierce um bunk doing a nice uh what's the name of this it's called the runner i'm sorry right i just assumed that everyone knew (sighs) my pain already um bunk doing a nice like slight new orleans draw Mm -hmm. um fun fact it had a budget of four million dollars and grossed twenty thousand dollars at the box office so scoring success right um so the premise of this movie is that Nick Cage is an idealistic junior congressman from like the Ninth Ward or something, you know whatever the New Orleans. Um, he basically gains a like huge swell of popularity because he gives this tearful speech at a Senate hearing, or at a um, House, like congressional hearing on the BP spill from when was that like 2005 or something? Maybe a little later. two thousand seven. So anyway, so whenever that happened, So he starts getting um, groomed to basically run for Senate. Um, and then it turns out that he's a serial adulterer. Mm. And he gets caught. Did,
1: did you say what political party he was affiliated with? Did I say?
0: You know, I can't remember. I don't think they ever really say. Mm. Maybe he's a Democrat, but I think he's just like a soft hearted Republican, I think is what it is. In any event, it doesn't matter. Okay. Trust me, in the end, it makes no difference. Um, so, he gets caught. Basically, he has the chance to stay in office and kind of like, you know, just get past it but his conscience gets the better of him and he wants to resign he's so like you know distraught that like he can't serve as like this moral beacon anymore because not because he was fucking somebody else while he was married to his wife but because he got caught really so listen like ultimately throughout the course of this movie there's some basic like truths that are given about this man as a character and we'll we'll get to them at the end but truth number 1 is that he does not make good moral decisions so he resigns and his wife leaves him and he's a recovering alcoholic so he goes back to drinking mm-hmm. but in order to support himself because he's a lawyer so you know he's not like poor or anything he starts doing legal work for the fishermen that were affected by bp okay. so he starts to negotiate these contracts you know and like settlements and stuff And then all of a sudden, BP settles like $5 million worth of claims at once, and he gets all the credit for it. And it turns out it's just this ruse because BP wants him to come into their pocket and basically run for Congress, you know, with their backing, more or less, and kind of like change his stance on drilling, because he's very like anti-drilling and anti-oil, and he's very pro-green energy. And they want him to change his stance to be more, you know, the oil industry is just part of the fabric of life and the Bayou and we need it in the Gulf and whatever. Mm-hmm. So his moral high ground, he doesn't do it. So then he starts fucking Sarah Polson, who was his campaign manager and she's in an unhappy marriage and she's on the verge of divorce. So they have this like affair, but then she decides she's not going to leave her husband. So he,
1: so you wait until after he's resigned to start fucking his campaign manager
0: when he's a yeah, serial yeah, adulterer. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Because they give each other comfort. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, <laughs> in That's- one of the worst Nick Cage performances ever, he's on the phone with her because she was supposed to come back and stay with him, and she's not returning his phone calls. So, he looks up her name and like calls her at home and while she's um, reconciling with her husband. So... She he calls her on the phone and she basically says it's not going to work. We would be together for a little while but then eventually you would resent me because you're giving up your political career for me. And I swear to God, he goes okay, it's getting late. I'll talk to you later. I'm sorry for having bothered you. And then he hangs up. Did he go eat some hagen dazs afterwards? Uh, He sounded like that and he's just (laughs) sitting, sitting on the floor so does he go and have sex with a prostitute then? He has sex with a prostitute at some point. Is this bad lieutenant or Right, but except he's it's just it, there's like nothing right? bad. He's just right, sad. Yeah. Right. So afterwards, he after this woman breaks up with him, he goes to a bar and he gets super drunk. And then he drives so okay, so I'm sorry. So backstory. So his father, um is dying of cancer. Uh, His father, who's played by Peter Fonda. um, And his father used to be like a really, was a popular mayor of New Orleans that was ousted in some scandal. So they're estranged from each other because Nicolas Cage has this like purely unearned moral like sense of self-righteousness. So his wife is at In the hospital where his father is, who's, like, getting surgery for his cancer. And when they're leaving the hospital, his wife is like, you know, I still love you. It was a mistake for me to, like, kick you out. Like, we should still be together. You know, but I really think you need to consider, like, working with BP and taking their money and reinvigorating your political career because you're more popular now than you've ever been. Like, people love you. Mm -hmm. And he says... I don't ever want to see you again. Don't come back into my father's room, you know, after the surgery. So this happens, and then he gets broken up with by the campaign manager. So then he gets super drunk and drives his car to his home, like where Dude, his wife... Lives, I'm getting
1: super drunk right now listening to this, yeah.
0: And then runs the car through the... They have a gate. So he runs the car through the gate and smashes <laughs> into the um, uh, garage, and... Uh-huh. Then she takes him back. And then at the end of the movie. Hold on. Uh, pronouns. Like, uh, who's she? Oh, the, his wife. His wife. Okay. All right. Okay. And then at the end of the movie, he's given a speech at an oil refinery, like basically saying, We can't live in the past. We got to look past the oil spill. You know, BP brings a lot of jobs in. We can't abandon manufacturing in the Gulf. And he basically sells himself out. And then the the last scene in the movie is him sitting um, on the lawn at the Capitol mall, like in front of the Capitol building, like looking off into the distance, you know, melancholy because it implies that he won the Senate seat. and Now he's a Senator because he gave up his fucking convictions that weren't even real convictions anyway. Cause he's a scumbag. Like it's, So, it's one of the worst characters ever. Like, there's nothing good about it. I mean, basically, his moral high ground goes only so far as for him to get what he wants because all he wants to do is just fuck. And he immediately, like, you know, when it looks like things are going to be difficult, abandons, you know, these fishermen that he was fighting for in order to, like, just go back into his wife and pursue his political career. So i rarely make notes you know um <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're i'm watching ext- you're yeah you're extemporaneous uh yeah because i figure like whatever like it just like i i will think i think enough about them when i'm watching them that i figure i can just talk about it and then, mm-hmm. like off the cuff especially with these it's just easier but here's some notes i made mm-hmm. so the critical consensus of this movie is in spite of a promising premise and a roundly talented cast, the runner is a disappointing outing to be viewed only by the staunchest of Nicolas Cage completionists.
1: And that is you, sir.
0: <laughs> and I realized, right, I realized like, like they're, they're they're talking to me. Like The only reason I'm watching this movie, I would never watch this movie if it wasn't for Nicolas Cage happening mm-hmm. cast as this dude. Mm-hmm. So, when the movie opened, like in the first five minutes of the movie, My initial reaction was, who is this motherfucking Steven Soderbergh wannabe? Like, just the way it's, like, filmed, and the film stock, and the cuts. Dude, I I
1: understand exactly what you mean, having not seen a frame of this, just looking at the poster. Like,
0: Yeah, the fucking verite. Mm -hmm. So then, towards, like, after all the political stuff has kind of, like, died down, and it's in the more of, like, the introspective, is he going to be a drunk again? Is he going to, like, destroy his life? They start playing, like, like light, like, tinkly piano and synth and just, like, this really, like, precious music. And I was like, oh, my God. Now I'm watching a fucking, like, Paul Thomas Anderson. Movie. So, it basically, the runner is, here's, if I'm making a poster for the runner. It's, imagine if Steve, Steven Soderbergh and Paul Thomas Anderson had a baby. But that baby was just two asses and a waist. Like there's no like head, there's no arms, there's no like cute features of the baby. It's just two pudgy legs and two asses, and it's just shitting all over the place. And that's the baby.
1: And that's the runner. That made me
0: cough. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That sounds god
1: awful. Um I'm glad you, you brought know, up the the Rotten Tomatoes thing because I had pulled that up, like looking at it here, and um and was going to bring it up if you, uh, but no, that's good. Like, yeah, I, it's good that you know. saw it like yourself I don't, I don't, right. and had that moment where you realized it was you.
0: <laughs> what was the um?
1: Because you're the only completionist, I think.
0: That might be true. What was the other? Maybe Soderbergh directed it. There was another movie about big oil and them like putting political pressure on somebody. And I swear to God, it was like Soderbergh that did it. God, fucking! That feels it like every guy, Steven Soderbergh, Soderbergh from, movie. It had the guy from Broken Glass in it, maybe? Hayden Christensen? No, no, no. The black guy from Broken Glass. Mm. Or maybe it wasn't Broken Glass. Maybe it was the other one.
1: Um, anyway,
0: listen, like, this movie has been made a dozen times, and anytime some asshole, like, filmmaker is like oh i'm gonna expose the corruption you know that Mm -hmm. exists in our government it's like you know like go fuck yourself like it's so boring and it's so overwrought and it's basically just like okay so rich people that get power over other people experience corruption like duh you know You're, you're not exposing anything it's like, that's why Crash is such a terrible movie, because, like, duh, you know? And, right, yes. Fucking make, make something else, like make it interesting or whatever, but it wasn't, and it's bad. The guy that directed it is a guy named Austin Stark. Yeah, I've been reading about <laughs> him. And, I mean, he's done, like, some stuff, I... I
1: He's produced a lot of stuff. He's only this was his first directorial debut after being in the business as a producer for like yeah. 15 years it looks like or
0: something. Yeah, I mean like nothing worthwhile and I don't know. He actually produced a Werner Herzog movie that I've never seen that I really want to see. Hmm. Um called my son my son what have you done? Um that was the only thing that I when I was looking at his filmography I was like, "Hey, you know, like I wouldn't mind watching that." But yo, know, dude like Look, Arsenal's a terrible movie, and I'm not gonna take anything away from Arsenal being one of the worst things I've seen in many, many years. But like in terms of just like pure banal Pablum White Man's Burden fucking sad weepy guilt shit. Like it's just it's it's so bad, and I just don't care. And I should have watched fucking USS Indianapolis Men of Fucking Honor. And just sacrifice the extra half hour because, honestly, like, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Because there's sharks and boats and shit, and I like those things, so. So, yeah, so that's fucking uh, uh, the runner. And you know what, can't you, like... Can't you watch
1: something that's, like, makes, makes you or me, somebody happy? I don't know,
0: I'm sure it made somebody happy. Somebody got paid for it. Although the budget of four million dollars, nobody got paid much.
1: Yeah, uh, no, uh, right. But I mean, Pete. Well, look, the principles like out it. of it. Like, who who needs money there? Well, Nick Cage needs money, I guess. That's probably where That's probably the fucking three million dollars of the budget. Um. So, oh yeah,
0: because there, there, there's no special effects. Like everything was filmed in like just. There's is... no sets or anything. It's all just filmed in, like, real places. So it probably well, didn't cost them any money. Why, why, why is it called The Runner? Right. So I was about to bring that up. Okay. I actually have, I actually have two more points before we get to the scores, and then I want to run off from this fucking movie. Um, it's called The Runner because, number one, he's addicted to running for office. Okay. Right? So it's, okay. like, it's it, it's a metaphor there the second reason it's called the runner is because that's how he like focuses himself and kind of resets himself when he has problems as he runs. He's like, a, he's a runner. Mm. And then he's also a runner because he tries to escape his problems through extramarital affairs and alcohol and the adulation of like, you know, the masses by him, like, throwing out a pithy quote. So he's escaping from his problems. So it's really a trifold title. And in a better movie, I would tell you how like interesting that is to, you know, like look at those three aspects of his life and how like, well, the director, you know, portrayed him and how well Nick Cage did playing the part. But man, it is not a good performance. It is not well directed. I hate Steven Soderbergh. So to find somebody that is like the poor man, Steven Soderbergh, is like saying, I got the poor man's gonorrhea. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much worse it can be, but like, if that's what you're getting, maybe you just need to go for the real thing and fucking get the penicillin. I don't know. But you know how much I hate Steven Soderbergh, right?
1: I do. I, I mean, I I, I I
0: despise him.
1: I, I, well, you hate certain things of his, right? Like, so hold on. I, let's hold off on Soderbergh. So, so this is. An amalgamation, this character, the runner. This um, is what's, his, what's his fucking name in the movie. Like, whatever, it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter. He's like part Bill Clinton, right? And then alcohol, like, is m- thrown into the mix, so it's like an um, amalgamation of like Bush and Clinton, I guess. Like in terms of like,
0: even it's like Gary Hart.
1: Okay. I mean, look, I mean, if you're trying to draw like a parallel, it's like there's there, you know, there's so many to like, you know, like draw from like, you know, for a character like this, like if you like look at like all the fucking sex scandals like throughout um, you know, federal history. But um yeah, but it's weird. It's like I mean, cuz this is 2 years after John Edwards and oh, what the hell is his name? New York Spitzer. Um Weiner. Weiner was later than that. Weiner was like later uh, right.
0: fourteen, maybe, maybe that
1: year or something. I don't know. Like, now, yeah, I think it was
0: maybe eleven I, something
1: like that. Yeah,
0: I feel like Weiner was before, like, well before the election because they thought that Weiner would hurt, um, Clinton's chances of getting elected or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I it agree. probably was like, like
1: twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Spitzer, I remember, was 08. It was the same year as, like, Edward. Well, I guess that may have been 07 with Edwards, like, leading into the election when he was ousted But um, for that affair. But um, yeah, Edwards and Spitzer were, like, two years before this. But so maybe, I don't know. I'm um, uh, just wondering if there's, like, any, like, definitive parallels or if it's just a, you know, uh, characterization based off of the fucking, you know... Hundreds of men um, <laughs> that have committed adultery or like sex addicts or you know, whatever, right? Um, in the federal government, I was just curious if there was any like hints there of like who it could be about. All right, about Soderbergh, let's go through this real quick because we, we're gonna have one of his movies popping up later in the in the year, I think. Um, on sure. the prim- primary podcast, um, uh, the uh, Elmore
0: Leonard. Oh, went out of sight. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but 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 here's the thing: is I do think that you like some types of his movies, and you hate most of them, right? I so, like the limey. Oh, do you? I see. That's one of the ones I thought you would dislike.
0: Um, no, I like. I really like. Um, uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. So here's here's the, here's the
1: type is. of things that you do that um, that he likes. I think is like things that are like crime slash comedy type stuff um sometimes you do like it is if there's like a comedic or fun element to it so it's like out of sight okay the limey um oceans the oceans movies like yes. you know those kind of things you like of him it's when he tries to actually be serious in any way and like make a like something that's more dramatic you fucking despise him so these mm-hmm. are things like um what Aaron Brockovich, traffic i i'm sure you hate traffic Listen. right?
0: The secret of my life is that there's two movies that make me hate Steven Soderbergh and I can never get past those two movies. Mm, okay. And that's Motherfucking Traffic mm-hmm. um and his remake of Solaris. Like mm. those two movies are inexcusable pieces. Traffic is one of the absolute worst movie going experiences of my entire existence. Like I don't know how many times I've hated a movie as much as I've hated traffic. While I was watching it, it, I would be hard pressed to tell you. It's it's a whole lot of hate there, a whole lot of hate.
1: Real quick, have you seen a movie called um, *Unsane* um, that he did a couple years ago? That's a psychological horror. Ah, uh, no. Okay. Cause the, I I didn't realize that was him. It it is it showed up like for most of the year for me at like um on Prime like saying like Hey, you should watch this because I'm watching all the horror movies and everything. Um and and I was I I would like look at the description and and the and the cover and I'd be like No, no, I'm not watching this.
0: Like and I just ignored it. Um, there's a horror movie from maybe like 83, 84 called Unsane. And I think maybe like every time I saw it, I would just think of that movie and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want to watch it. Mm -hmm. There's also, um, um, I think it's translated as Unsane. Yeah, I think that's on the US VHS boxes. If I'm remembering that correctly. So anyway, so the runner, you want some scores? Sure. Cage performance is like a 2 out of 10. It's really bad. (laughs) You know what? That's unfair. It's a 4 out of 10. Because there's some small moments where there's some emotional resonance there. And I feel like he's really trying to get to the heart of the character. Mm -hmm. And then it's like... He just has to over-emote to the point where... It's so unbelievable and almost like... Maudlin. that I don't know. I just... Dude, I just hate it. And then the movie itself is like a one out of ten. Like it's a really bad. It, it, it's that's unfair too. It's like a three out of ten. I mean, it's 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 not unwatchable, but it ain't necessarily watchable either. So,
1: right. All right. So you right now have. Um, let me pull this up here. You have. Oh, damn it have too many wiki pages open uh 19 2015 you have done right so you have the outcast the runner and pay the ghost out of those three movies which is the worst movie of 2015 for Nicolas cage
0: the runner is the worst movie no pay the ghost is the worst movie <laughs> Oh, man, they're both so bad. It's uh-huh. got to be both good.
1: Okay, so you now have 2014 and 2015 done, right? Mm, right. So 2014 is Rage, Left Behind, Dying of the Light. Out of 2014, 2015, which is the worst movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't know. Uh, it's gotta be... It's gotta be Rage, I guess? Rage I remember you You. You really shitting on. It, it has to be, because that movie's real bad. But Dying of the Light is real bad, too. Dude, I'm sitting here reading
1: Dying of the Light of like what this is about, and I, I know you did it, and I don't remember talking about this. Like I've put it just out of my mind. Like what this movie is about, I don't remember.
0: I was not oh, happy doing it. What was the third one that year? Uh, Left Behind. Oh, well, I, Left Behind is the best of them because it's just really funny, right? So, did you do the cruise yet?
1: Did we do that? the cruise? Yeah, yeah, we, we did, did that Croods. like a few, like a, a couple months ago, right? Um, it was like a month. Hmm. Okay, so you have 13, 14, and fifteen done. And you'd like the like I think everything in thirteen, right? Because I mean, you, Joe Joe is a positive review, uh, you know overall.
0: I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed Joe. Yeah,
1: Crood's Frozen mm-hmm. Ground and Joe is two thousand
0: thirteen. Yeah, they're all they're all good movies. Yeah, I mean, tech- I probably enjoyed I probably enjoyed Frozen Ground the least. You haven't done Stolen yet, right? I've watched it, but we haven't talked about it. right. Okay, because otherwise you'd have two thousand twelve done. Yeah, well, so, maybe we'll do stolen next week just to get that out of the way. It actually is a really good feeling when you tell me I have these years done because now I feel like I'm. Um,
1: yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, right. You're. I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Completion. Um, <laughs> you have not done seeking justice yet, or otherwise you would be done
0: 2011 as well. I don't. I have not watched seeking justice. So I mean, if no. if you
1: if you did if you did seeking justice and stolen, you would be done 2011. Um, through 2015. That's a solid chunk of years, right there. Given mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a goal. Because <clears throat> we did season of the witch, right? Yes. Yeah. Season of the witch is the one with him and Ron Perlman. Right. Right. Yeah. So bad.
1: It's a bad movie. I mean. If you knocked out some of these voice-hacking things, like... um Well, I watched The Croods. Right, but he, there's one, G-Force. <laughs> oh,
0: I've seen and, G-Force. G-Force okay. is a good movie. And then Astro Boy? I also enjoy that Astro Boy movie. Yeah, Because
1: if you, if, you, if you did those, maybe you could pair them. And then you would also be done 2009
0: as well. I also really like the Astro Boy character, so maybe I'm biased. Because I don't think that movie was very well-received.
1: You've not done an either of two thousand and ten, which is the sorcerer's we you didn't do the sorcerer's apprentice, right? Didn't I? I don't think so.
0: I watched that trash.
1: I don't remember us talking about this at all. No. No, no, we never talked about this. You know what? Um, I think um, it's I that and kick Kickass in
0: 2010. I'm saving kick ass because I like kick ass. So mm-hmm. Oh so, no, you're 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 starting to complete some of these years, uh definitely of um yeah. Well, I'll put that on my fucking tombstone. I guess I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's like you're almost done. All you have left of uh, 2017 is vengeance, a love story.
0: We didn't talk about that.
1: <laughs> maybe. Hold on. What? What's that about? Do you remember?
0: No. Maybe I'm thinking of another movie. Yeah,
1: I think it's another movie. I don't remember any of these like other actors like at all here. Um, a policeman investigates a single mother's rape soon, takes matters to Oh s- yeah, nah. no,
0: it keeps popping up and I'm like, I'm not watching this movie. No. Right. Watch out raper, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. You got
1: a you got a lot done too, like here. If we're just discounting all these documentaries, like you got a lot two thousand nineteen done too. So 2000, you heard like 2021. Now, I, I just found out about another movie that he has coming up that's a, a crime thriller, um, futuristic, I think, crime
0: thriller called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. That sounds good. Yeah, he's playing a, a character named Hero. See, I really.
1: Bill Mosley's in it, though.
0: H I or H E? H E. Okay. So like yeah. the protagonist of a tale.
1: Yeah, I think it just Not premiered. Like, I think it just, I think I think the article said that it was just premiered at Sundance.
0: I think I remember correctly. Whatever, I never get to or it's getting right movie to me. again in my life. A new movie. Right. Alright, so um, actually, you know what? Fuck all y'all. Because I'm vaccinated. I'm going to start going to the movies whenever I want. Give me three weeks to get my second shot and then psh.
1: And then wait three weeks because it takes that long to kick in. So. Look,
0: I'm 74% inoculated right now. Just kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's that 26% virus going to get me? Right. I'm afraid of the ghosts.
1: So. so, Cloris Leishman died tonight, I don't know if you so. saw. I didn't.
0: That's a little sad.
1: Yeah. So she was 94, passed away. Um, uh, it's the right old age. Yeah, it is. You know. But um, that's sad. The only other thing I had I had to note, like like off the topic of Cage is, um, I just wanted to let everybody know because I didn't know until this week. like anybody who has Xfinity, you have free access to um, the first tier premium of Peacock, um, the the MBC app, um, which has tons of movies on it. Um, it's a great free service. I, I really like Peacock a lot. Um, but you do have access to the um the five dollar four ninety-nine like tier uh for free. All you have to do is like go into Peacock like on a browser, um sign in and then go ahead and go to your settings and just like click the Xfinity button and sign into Xfinity and it will automatically like give you like free access to the premium tier. It took me I've been using we've been using Peacock since it came out, both of us, like off and on. Yeah. And it's, like I didn't know that all this time. It's been like what, six, seven months probably. Um, yeah, at least. <clears throat> so yeah, but I I didn't know that. So I just wanted to, anybody that's listening to this to like kind of like know that exists. Um, uh, Peacock's really limited in the sense of like, because does the PlayStation happen out, Frank? Is that how you watch it? Uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: okay. Um, through <laughs> my Fire Stick. Fire Stick does too. Okay, so that's good. Um, smart TVs don't like. Um, and I don't think Roku has one. Um. So uh I watch everything on Peacock on my iPad but that's good to know that the Fire Stick and the PlayStation have one uh,
0: I think the Fire Stick does yeah if I ever need to like watch something on my TV but I watch almost everything through my PlayStation 4 just right secret revealed so yeah uh oh you know what maybe it's not on Fire Stick cuz I'm looking now and I don't see it hmm. All right, so another disappointment um,
1: in the cage filmography yeah. um, it really, tonight. It, it really is. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, my God, I can't remember what episode this is. Like fifty something, right? Fifty one or fifty two, I think. Yeah. So you're like more than halfway there now. I think um, we might be done by the. We'll be done by the end of this year, right? Yeah, I think so.
0: Buddy, if we're not, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I mean, like, basically, basically
1: like, this podcast is run the course of COVID. That's what's happening.
0: Right. Like, we I'm, started, what, I'm, six weeks before COVID? Like, you know, 14, yeah. like it. So So I'm going to roll um, Into the Spider-Verse and something else together. Yeah. And then I'll probably roll the second Croods movie and something else together. Right. So we're going to knock out, you know.
1: Yeah, so all oh, right right. What you should do is um, roll Spider into the Spider Verse with um, Teen Titans, um, since they're the same year, and he voices Superman in that. So you could roll those two and get and have I think most most of that year done. I think all all of that year done because we've done the Humanity Bureau, right? Did we do? That? No, I haven't done
0: the Humanity Bureau
1: yet. Oh, is it that bad? Um, I don't know. I just keep putting it off. Oh, okay. You, you have Looking Glass and Mandy, so like, and uh, between and between worlds, so um, that's a lot of fucking movies did that year. Oh, uh, but yeah, and then you could pair <clears throat> a cruise with something. I mean, like I said earlier, like if you paired, um, you know, G Force and Astro Boy, like you know that would get you through 2009. So we can really start knocking these years off. And you honestly, it's going to be a lot of stuff from like the early 2000s, 90s that you need, really need to get through and there's tons of stuff in the early 80s that you can still pair together you know i mean because they're such minor roles so i think we can i think we can knock this out by july
0: i'm fine with that <clears throat> just trying to bring some hope that's it there is no hope I was trying to give myself hope last week and you basically told me to go for myself. So <laughs> Maybe I'm in a better mood this week. I don't want any hope. I don't want it. I want I just want to live my life. You
1: are more vaccinated right now percentage-wise than you are through the Cage movies.
0: Yes, that's true. I'm 74% vaccinated. Yes, so you are um, So Cage is more of a threat to you (laughs) Than COVID It really, like When I have a rough day at work and I have to come home and watch a Nick Cage movie It seriously It puts me in some kind of place
1: (sighs) Well, on that note Thanks for listening to the Quick Cage Um, As as we keep going This just gets more depressing Um But, I
0: mean I I'll, I'll talk about something good
1: next week I promise. Okay. All right. You said that garden test man Jesus Christ. Um all right. Have a good night everybody. Thanks for listening. Yep, goodbye.